friends and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake a weekly transmission from the nexus of realities i'm soltis and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings beaches lumberdor and doug this week we have braved the nexus to discuss the 2010 dark comedy horror film tucker and dale versus evil the movie was directed by eli craig and written by craig and morgan jurgensen it stars tyler labine alan tudyk Katrina Bowden, Jesse Moss, and Chalen Simmons. Labine and Tudyk play a pair of well-meaning hillbillies who are mistaken for killers by a group of clueless college students during Memorial Day camping by the lake vacation. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is 89 minutes long and grossed $5.5 million against a $5 million budget. It premiered at the 2010 Sundance Film Festival and received a limited release in the United States. Principal Photography started in July of 2009 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, with post-production in October that same year in British Columbia, Canada. In an interview with Choice Cuts, director Eli Craig expressed thoughts on a sequel titled Tucker and Dale Go to Yale and described it as Goodwill Hunting meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In that same interview, Craig also liked Alan Tudyk's idea of doing a sequel that was similar to From Dust Till Dawn. At Whorehound Weekend 2014, Cast members Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk confirmed that a sequel was in development. In 2016, the two revealed that they were still actively developing the project despite other commitments. And when asked of the status of the sequel at Boston Comic Con 2017, Alan Tudyk responded that a script had been written, but was disappointing and unlikely to be moving forward. If you enjoy our conversations and would like to contribute or contact us, consider visiting our website at ourmidnightcake.com and share this transmission with your friends. Join us next week as we discuss one of two movies. If we can all get to the theater at some point, we will talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And if we can't, we'll discuss The World's Fastest Indian, available to stream on Amazon Prime. So um, is this your first Tucker and Dale viewing? Saltus? This was, yes. Okay. Oh, man. This was the first Such time I've experience. seen it. I really wasn't sure what to expect. I expected it to be kind of a comedy thing yeah yeah but really wasn't sure <laughs> what the movie was going to be def- about definitely horror comedy yeah i really enjoyed it when i enjoyed I first it saw more this, than i thought it i would it's lumberdor we, we watched it we watched it at your house uh-huh but you were working <laughs> so yeah. we decided to watch it again once yes. you got done working but then you couldn't get away from working <laughs> so we watched <laughs> it a third time <laughs> I believe that's correct. Brilliant. We watched it a third time when you were done. Brilliant. I didn't remember all that, but I did enjoy it in every viewing. So we did too. It was great. Calling calling this a, a horror movie would be a stretch, I think. But it definitely follows a lot of it has a lot of slasher tropes. It has yeah. enough tropes to seed it in the horror genre. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's in, a whole subgenre. The the killer hillbilly that's there's many killer hillbilly movies and there are many of them that aren't that scary but this one is much more like um comedy of errors it almost feels like a a more old school kind of comedy to me for some reason like it doesn't feel like most horror comedy movies to me i mean there's some splatter moments but it's more like 
instead of like self-aware meta crap, it really is just like a series of misunderstandings <laughs> that result in things like dangerous accidents with wood chippers. So just running head first. Into I, I've never laughed as hard at three words. Are you okay? <laughs> yes. This is the best line in the movie. I don't okay? know. My favorite is the uh, holding his legs. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the finger sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. <laughs> My bowling fingers. There's a line from Allison. She says something to the effect of so many of the world's problems are caused by a lack of communication. That is the movie. That is oh, the yeah. movie right there. <laughs> 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 two people, or, you know, two two groups of people. They have no idea of what's going on, really. <laughs> and it just spirals out of control. And it starts off, the movie starts off very pretty you know, intensely horror-specific. But there were some things that I thought were really clever as far as the, the color grading shifting between the horror moments and then the more funny, casual moments. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Going from the, the, the cold, you know, bluish hues and, and be, being in warmer. on the joke they mm-hmm. never cheated you know there, no, there was never right, a time no. where you were looking at the hillbillies thinking oh those guys are pretty like uh, they would joke around with each other while the kids were there but the way they were doing it from their perspective it, it didn't mean the same thing that it did to us mm-hmm. no. yeah it's very well done <laughs> it's, like, it's it's well written the all of the events that take place are just ridiculous. <laughs> I'd like here is that you can see from both perspectives how one yeah. would be absolutely terrifying and the other, the, you have no idea what's going on. The guy's confused about you know, <laughs> why these things are happening. I love that when they're looking for them, uh, like when she's at the cabinet, they thinking just about scratched on the log, we got your friend. Yeah. Hey, college kid. College kid. Well, this way they'll know. <laughs> we got your friend. <laughs> I guess that's like what keeps it consistent is that they never really cheat on it. They really keep it to where it is just a series of events, but the different perspectives. Like it's totally zany and like over the top, but it is consistent. I guess like in its uh its theme, its execution, its approach to it. And it just, I don't know, it makes it all it just makes it all work. There's the bit where he tries to talk to the girl the first time, and and uh, he he blames his failure on what his face. Yes, it was like, yes. It, might, might be, it may have been the giant scythe you were holding. Yeah, yes. my oldest boy walked in while I was watching the part, and he's like, "Why is he going to talk to that girl with that?" And then giant he does weapon? the laugh, just laugh because they think that makes you seem confident. Yeah. And he says, "It's just like a psychopath uh, laugh because he's so <laughs> nervous, but he comes off as just a." Yeah, just a creepy weirdo. <laughs> Which we've all been there, right? <laughs> Honest, the, the weapon. <laughs> I identified with him a little too much until he was successful with the girl. That's when my bond with him broke. So When when he was, and Alan Tudyk sees him in through the window, and he goes, damn Romeo. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I wrote that line down. <laughs> So that's I guess that's the first that's the first thing is is when he talks to them, the first misunderstanding, other than how they look. Well, well, they they get um like they're they're pulling out onto the road with, with their truck. Oh, it's when they drive by. Yes. Yeah. 
and there's a and there's almost a collision. Just a looky <laughs> game. They're just staring at them. It's amazing. Giving each other the Luigi the uh, uh, Mario Kart stare down. It is. It was like Luigi Death Stare, very much. The hillbilly version of Did Luigi Death Stare. These guys are looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> then we have him like ogling her in the in the supermarket. Yeah. And not in a creepy way, in a I am stunned that you're so pretty and I want to talk to you way. He just can't do it. He just and he just comes off as a total creep. <laughs> and then and we then have the approach. awkward talking moment, I guess, you know. Yeah, with the scythe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the weird giggles. And <laughs> and then it's, I, I was it's trying to set think, up uh, very well. The setup yeah. is fantastic. That is a great set. It's super simple. You too. do have some <laughs> misunderstanding on their parts. I mean, they as they're running through the woods looking for these college kids, college, they yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just taking them for their part of the, the story mm-hmm. as that standardly exists. The, the, with uh, the part where Alan Tudyk is uh, running with the chainsaw away from was, the bees. I was about to and, bring his, that up. His version coming back to the cabin was like, man, that kid must have been really been allergic to bees because he was running like a bat out of <laughs> I, I wanted to ask what you guys thought about that that kid's final moments where the bee lands on his face do you think he realized i do i think he. i, I think so i made a note about that and i was wondering if throughout the rest of the movie th- there would be a moment where they realize oh you know as they're dying it's like oh i was wrong about this situation <laughs> But it didn't come up again. I'm glad at least one of them, mm-hmm. at, at least one of them got to see, <laughs> even though it was his, his last moment, <laughs> impaling himself on a tree. <laughs> wow. This is one of those movies that I think was probably a ton of fun to shoot and to work on. Oh, I bet. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any like day with Alan Tudyk. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Yeah. He's so great. But he apart from it is. being very he made simple. Transformers 3 kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, Star Wars movie, too. He was just sure. making robot noises, though, throughout. He was K2SO. Really? I, I didn't know that. Thing. It's arguably the best character in that movie. K2SO. Uh, did, you, did you know that was Rogue, me? Rogue One. What <laughs> the tall robot in Rogue One? Yeah, K2SO. Yeah, I didn't know his, uh, his official robot name. I can't remember what it what was he was part. doing. <laughs> at the time but he did some interview for something was it i think it was for moana he was the the chicken the, the chicken rooster <laughs> in that and he's like i went to juilliard for this <laughs> <laughs> he's making all the uh the little chicken noises earn that cheddar <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know he went there i'd have collected that check <laughs> oh, yeah. i mean sure. oh, yeah. <laughs> i can make a, a disney check make making uh chicken noises sure why not he he was the bad guy in Wreck It Ralph. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, ton, tons of movies. He's, he's yes, but so many things. Yeah, we could, we could go on listing his accolades. Fantastic. I and do you know that one time that one time they made Serenity. It was great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love uh, Nathan Fillion's joke about how the the Reavers clean their spears. <laughs> They run it through the wash. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> no. No. Still too soon. <laughs> that was the first time I ever left the theater angry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I sat down at a McDonald's and wrote that man a letter. <laughs> <laughs> but still, 
I, I, I maintain that that movie would not have been as good had that not taken place. No, I, Oh my gosh. We're not talking about Firefly, but I, I still think it was such a brilliant move to, you know, he is who he is. So is he going to kill somebody off? Right. And they do book so early on and you think, Oh, okay. Yeah. He killed book off. And it just completely took your mind off of was anybody yeah, else going to die? Did. I think. Well, yeah, like they, they were safe. They made it. <sighs> there was a oh. sigh of relief. And then bam, <laughs> right through the window. Just rips your entire circulatory system out. <laughs> uh. Accurate description. <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? <laughs> Tucker and Dale. <laughs> Tucker and Sadness. <laughs> Another fine film. <laughs> yes, we were talking about uh, his, his excellent chainsaw fleeing from bees yeah that's where we skills were. he was yes. fleeing from the bees um so doing chores chopping a log with you don't chop a log with a chainsaw cutting a log with a chainsaw sawing a log with a chainsaw <laughs> <laughs> hits a bee's nest that's inside bees go everywhere he freaks out running Attacks around him with, with the only the thing chainsaw. in hand <laughs> yeah. yeah trying to kill the bees with the chainsaw <laughs> running around the think- corner as the kids are trying to get there. I think that was too a clever way to pull put in a chainsaw into this movie. Um, just a practical yeah. use turn crazy because you know you've always got that killer in these movies with the chainsaw and they're they're crazy, they're going slow or whatever, chasing down these kids, and he's running like crazy, just screaming, waving it in all directions. The kids just freak fantastic. out, they bolt. And then yep. there's one who's kind of running alongside him, <laughs> trying to. <laughs> I love that they impaled, they set up impales himself. They set up this um, vacation home of theirs, yes. which is all it was. Their vacation home as a place where potentially like evil hillbillies may have used to have lived. So there are yeah. all these skulls and scary things all over. <laughs> Newspaper clippings from the killings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two for three uh, chili dogs dogs. (laughs) no expiration date (laughs) score Score. (laughs) yeah sunk all his money tucker alan tudyk's character sunk all his money into this vacation home (laughs) by the mansion (laughs) you know your friends you know your good good friends when somebody asks your name and you get it mixed up with the other guys yeah. <laughs> Ducker tail. <laughs> That's a written stimpy kind of relationship there. <laughs> oh yeah. The college kids are going up there for camping, you know, on the lake and to be stereotypical college. Stereotypical college And then they have the horror story about the Memorial Day massacre, all with everybody getting killed except for one survivor. And <laughs> happened right here in these very woods. <laughs> the, the setup is great. I found myself admiring this movie much more, again, th- than I anticipated with one of these kinds of things. But mm-hmm. they did such a good job with, again, the setup and then the payoff and, and the resolutions that you have as you go through with the kids. And then Chad, who's kind of the ringleader of the college kid group early on. You see that oh this guy is a psycho he's kind <laughs> of unstable <laughs> <laughs> and he's the element that makes it to where there's really nothing tucker and tail tucker and tail tucker and dale <laughs> could have done differently 
Oh, just their very presence invited his reaction Mm -hmm. and his continued uh, efforts to create that scenario, really. It's very prejudiced against hillbillies. <laughs> it's very, it's very bigoted for against some reason. Hillbillies. For some reason, did you guys wonder what giver meant? I I did at points in the movie, Give, but yeah. I just I had what? seen this enough for the hat. Oh, oh, on his hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I looked it up, and apparently, it's just kind of the Canadian version of "Get Her Done." Yep. <laughs> yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Those wily Canadians. I, I had not put much thought into that. They do. They, they save her life and bring her back to the cabin. But as they're doing so, <laughs> they shout out to the, <laughs> to the kids. We've got your friend. Oh, they think that, of course, they're out. kidnapping her. Yeah. And it's, it's all kind of downhill from there. And they yeah. just left me. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yes. no, another another moment. Okay, you don't like pancakes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, they did the good. smart thing. I mean, what are they gonna <laughs> split up and look for clues? That's <laughs> you know, they did. One of the kids went off to find the sheriff, right? Yeah. Mm. And and I thought that was a really great moment when the sheriff came back. Yes. And of course, this is after the aforementioned B and Wood Chipper um incidents, but uh they're standing there holding the legs when he pulls up, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he goes in and they're watching. They're like, why isn't he just arresting them? Why is he going inside? You know? And then, of course, the, he leans on the pole that falls over. Which had been he, previously established as being faulty. Yes. That was great and, setup. And the nail thing nails him in the head. And he goes out stumbling outside. They're like, he's fine. He'll, he's walking it off. Walk no, it the, off. the sheriff at first going inside looked like, you know, oh, that's the standard. Somebody does something completely uh-huh. stupid. The opposite uh-huh. of what a, a real person would have done. But mm-hmm. then he goes inside and he real he reveals the attitude you didn't expect, where instead of yeah. being suspicious of them, he's, uh, you know, I told you guys this yeah. place was evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and really, th- this whole movie is a great example, I think, of how to subvert expectations. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. totally. It's so it, Ryan Johnson right. takes He was notes. even telling him, like, the best <laughs> I can do is get you this, you know, this sentencing yeah. with what you've done. It's like a totally, <laughs> like, he knows them reasonable kind of. Hey, to talk to them. You're like, okay. So after the sheriff gets nailed in the head <laughs> with the faulty yes. beam, rolls back out through the door, and the kids are freaking out. Mm. One of them runs up <laughs> and grabs the sheriff's gun. It's a big gun. It is. But he can't figure out how to work it. <laughs> so Dale tells him that he has to take the safety off. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I can take the safety off. And that was a great part. He points it at his face. Flips it around. And and then Tucker's like, kid, what are you doing? And he blows his own head off. Do you guys remember I mentioned that there was a uh, there's another cut of the film? Yes. From the kid's perspective. On the special features. It's a 15-minute feature, but I did manage to find a trailer for the DVD that was like a three-minute clip of this, and it was of this scene. And when it showed that from the kid's perspective, they didn't see him turn the gun around. They just saw his head explode. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Which, in fairness, would be horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Although, out of all the the uh, the way the kids died i don't know which would be the most horrifying from the person's perspective at that time like tucker with the dude going right into the wood chipper 
and then you know like the kids in the car with the gun getting that one and it's just there's so many scenarios like that it's like everybody at this point has been horrified in some way by the events I had that have place. The one I didn't want it would be the wood chip <laughs> oh no that had some oh, good it was at least it was probably that, too quick for him to know what happens poor guy who well poor couple of guys who impaled themselves mm. yeah you know they've got to live with that for a bit <laughs> oh. this is really a movie that you really have to watch i don't think that it can be described very well yeah mm-hmm. it's it's very visual it's i was about to say it's super movie. visual those kinds of over-the-top moments it's it's a movie that's surprisingly sweet for being it is uh horrific and hilarious and the kind two of silly. friends Tucker and Dale, they play very well off of each other. They really do. They honor I'd their always, friendship. I really quite always well. hope to see a sequel to this, maybe even set in another genre. Oh, that I would, would like be that. interesting. I would take that. I would take that. I'd like to see more in this world for sure. But yeah, they they're never like. I think sometimes you get like the buddy movies, and they're just like jerks to each other, mm-hmm. and, and like that's where the comedy comes from. But this never really plays that kind of thing like you can tell they actually genuinely care about each other which is just i don't know it's just it's even sweet. when they're it's really nice they're arguing or having a conflict mm-hmm. you can tell that they, they just want to resolve the conflict yes <laughs> you, you know i like that you said that 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 is why i've always thought the ultimate buddy movies were bill and ted because <laughs> they're there's so much more when you hear about these things you think they're like stoners and they're not they're just dumb high school kids Valley kids. I mean, they, they love each other. They love stuff. They, they love, love their music. Like, let's just <laughs> hang out and play music. It'll be yeah. fun. You know, and, and I'm sure we could think of more if we. You, you don't always need the conflict. You know, the conflict just, can yeah. come from outside. Oh, they have to react or adapt to whatever situation is going on. Yeah, people they never, they they never go to like crude, there's never like crude joking or like anything between them. Like it's it's totally it subverts. Oh, something that I was also impressed by was was how quick they got to things and the mm-hmm. and the pace mm-hmm. they do enough to establish the characters and their awkward interaction, the two groups with each other and the tension that that bring and they keep running into each other and and it gets going pretty quickly. And the first mm-hmm. the first death happens uh, within the first half hour. And, and then it just keeps going from there. It just keeps snowballing, yeah. Oh, man, I just looked at my notes. I forgot one moment I liked when they got the truck going, when Chad was running out of the house to them, out of the burning home, and he starts rolling up his window before they pulled <laughs> off fully. <laughs> that got me good. That's I was nice like, touch. that's hilarious. Just subtle. <laughs> and then, of course, we end with Dale. Dale has the girl. They like the bowl. It's a super fun movie. Everybody should watch. Yeah, there you go. It is. I'd I'd recommend it. Not talked about nearly enough, I think. No, no. I I think that it is underappreciated. It's one of those things that I had seen on Netflix when it was on Netflix, mm-hmm. and just like, uh, like I, 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 having, I see that it's uh, Alan Tudyk in it, but I was I was yeah. still like, uh, I, I think know. coming coming off Cabin uh, in the Woods, having seen that. I was kind of like desperately seeking more stuff like that. This is why I ended up watching this as soon as it was available to rent. Yeah. I remember hearing good things about it's, it. Like it's it had really buzz, good satire, but, mm. but it still holds up. So it's, it's surprising that you don't hear about it 
more still because I thought it held up great. Everything about it. Come on, movie watchers. Make because it's 12 class. years ago, yeah. which made me feel old. So <laughs> like many things. You know what made me feel old today? Everything I, makes I, me feel old. I heard that all the recording was done on the Venture Brothers movie <laughs> and that they're animating it now and that it could possibly be out in 2023. That's 20 years since the pilot aired oh. on Adult Swim. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh. I was like, where is this going? And then I in, heard... in true Venture Brother fashion, it took 20 years for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a fun movie. Thank you for recommending this. I probably yeah, this wouldn't have fun. watched it otherwise without the recommendation. I think it's one of those things that a lot of filmmakers could learn something from. Mm. How to take something and twist it around, make it entertaining. Make mm. it, you know, it, it makes sense of, yeah. as far as the story goes. You follow the story. There's through lines with the plots and the character development. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Over the top. <laughs> it's it's totally over the top and it still works. Mm-hmm. Step yeah. one, maybe it's don't simple. make the thing you're twisting uh, someone's beloved franchise. <laughs> yeah, that'll go a long way. And, and that's... I. I, I guess that maybe some people left this movie going, ah, I, you know, I thought this was going to be a scary movie. Ah, and we're upset at that, but probably fewer than, I mean, that's, you know, people who left you uh, Star Wars 8. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see more stuff like this. This is more original to me than most of what is being released now. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. Okay, well, uh, do you guys remember in the 90s, there was a cinematic universe before Marvel? Are you aware of Full Moon? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So in 1991, the tough, uh, hard-as-nails cop had been done, right? So what do you do? What do you do with that? John You're going to go to Doll Man, aren't you? You got to do something that stands out. I knew it. Alien, alien cop? Alien cop, not enough. No, no. Alien cop shrunk down to 13 inches. You get tall, man. I love it. You knew where I was going. I got it. <laughs> so I have no idea what you're talking about. In 91, we got Doll Man, which is about an alien cop. And he's not just small because he's an alien. He did get shrunk as well. He's a 13-inch police officer from another planet. <laughs> You'd be amazed at the number of movies there are. In 92, we got, um, oh, God, it's not Puppet Master. What's the other one? Demonic Toys. Demonic Toys, yeah. And in 1993, we got the most unlikely of all crossovers. Demonic Toys versus Doll. (laughs) I'm I'm honestly not recommending that anyone watch these.